morning, Rabbi Say. Let's continue. Be'ezah Hashem. The Gavaldigas Sugya that we left off with yesterday. And that was Avada. Hilchus Tzvidas Kainim. Beautiful Sugya. Yeridei Simba Kufchov. A beautiful Sugya understanding. And we're going to try to direct it very much today specifically to how it applies in a business form, whether it's in an office, uh, restaurant, hotel, and the like. Again, this, the shaders are endless, mamish endless. As I keep preparing, I'm thinking of more and more things that we can discuss. Baruch Hashem, the Olim are also sending in emails, uh, and some of the boys actually ask for themselves, what about this shader, what about that shader? So I would ask you if you possibly can, email me, and this way I'm going to write down and make a compiler list of all of the shaders that the Olim want to discuss, and I will try to do that. It's raw at and this way we can try to get all the shaders in. We have off yesterday with a Gavaldiga Shaila, and that is using a coffee jar, a glass coffee jar or anything similar. Does it require Tvila or not? Right? And then Ramesha Shtanbach told me clearly that it does. He quoted the Chazanish that said, Avadi requires Tvila. You've got to spread it out, which is what many Gedolim did used to do. But Lemaisa, most Poiskim, Maldiskim brings a chuba about it, Ramesha has it, Nikus Moshe also, that you do not have to pour out the contents. And the simple reason is, is because I am using it as a clipper, as a shell, as a holder to bring the coffee from the store into my home. I am not interested in the jar itself. I have no interest in the glass utensil. I just want to bring it from the store to my house on the way that they package it is that way. The main, I'm bringing it that way. I have no interest in that. Now the question is, can I reuse the clip? For example, can I take a coffee jar after it's finished, wash it out, and use it to store soup or something similar to that? So Moshe is a tshuva and he says, that that's a vada mota. Why is it mota? I tvidas kedim. Now you're using it. What's the heta? So Moshe says, very simple. Because why did the company make it? They made it almanaf to serve it. They're using it as a way of packaging it and serving it so you can take it home. But once you've done that, they expect you're going to throw it out. When you decide that you're going to use it as a kli, you're a yid. A yid decides to make it a kli, no tzvidus kainim bachlal. Because you made it into a kli, and therefore it does not require tzvidus kainim. Now, Rabbi said, the emiss is, when it comes to tzvidus kainim, we can go on and on and on and discuss the shayas, which we're not really going to go into, about actually tovaling it, right? For example, you know, the age of a child, can you give it to an underbar mitzvah boy to, to you know, to tovel it? Can a goy tovel it, especially if there's a yid watching him? Even the tefillah itself, how do I hold it, right? Can I hold it tight? Obviously, I have to hold it loosely, because there has to be, this is not Haggadah's kalim, this is tefillah's kalim. That means the entire kli has to be submerged into the water at one time. You cannot do a big kli half and then the other half. The entire kli has to be fully submerged. No labels, no chatzitza ach. Right, we learned that from the pasuk. There has to be no chatzitza. That no labels have to be on. But the evidence, of course, will be makele. But Avadil HaChatchela, the Ramah says, make sure that there are no chatzitzas, no labels, no stickers, all of these sorts of things. With the exception, by the way, if the sticker is a shvach to the kli. For example, if it says made in Italy, or real crystal, or something like that, and I want to keep it on that way because I want to serve it that way. It's like certain people in a certain country, you all know what I'm talking about, they buy their suits and they leave the label on the, on the sleeve of the, because I need to walk around and show everybody what the suit is, right? In a certain country in the world. So therefore, if you want to leave the label on the container, that's what you'll be allowed to do if it's something that you will serve. Whereas a price tag, generally you have no interest in, and that's called a chatzitza, and that must be taken off. But again, these shiners are endless, that's Tilchos Tridus Kenim, which we're trying to direct it more to businesses over here. Let's move on, Rabbi. He said, please suit that the Gemara tells us on Avodah Zorah, this read Arshan Be'etzem, from the Psukim, that it has to be a klusuda. In other words, the only thing that is chayiv 
in tefillah is a kli su'uda. That means this is a utensil that is used to serve and eat the food directly. What about something that's not a kli su'uda, that's never used to touch the food? There's no contact between the food and the utensil itself. What is the din in such a case over there? So again, without going into all the details of all the points Kim had, for example, just to give you an example of Shulchanan, they bring a, a case of a chatzuba, a chatzuba. Yeah. yeah, obviously. A tripod, right? I remember I once, one of my many, many, many letters to Rabchan Kanievsky's at Sal were about using a chatsuva, one for milchiks and one for fleishiks, right? I, I know that Allah has a boss of Cholab, but later, but I asked Rabchan Kanievsky that Shaila, if you're allowed that, and he wrote me back, I have all the truth, I don't know what this is. But I have no idea, I don't know, I think he walked into the kitchen and he knew what a grate was, that you put the pot over the stove, over the gas, he had no idea what it was, right, many, quite, there were a few shilas like that, that he's like, I have no idea what this is, and he's like, oh really? Like unbelievable, the famous myself, they gave him the, the cassette tape, the olden days cassette tapes, and they said, this was a tape of your father's share. Stapler, Psh, wow, you can hear your father's share live, so he took the cassette tape and he put it to his ear, I don't hear anything. I don't hear anything. I have no idea. Ah, my idea. What about side? I'll go upon him. When it comes to that, the Shulchan brings that a chatsuva does not require tefillah. Why does it not require tefillah? Because it doesn't touch the food. The pot goes over the grate. The grate goes over the fire. There's no tefillah. So anything that has no point of contact with the food and the utensil does not require tefillah in that case. What about, for example, an oven tray, a microwave tray, and all these sorts of things? So it really depends on, for example, you have an old-fashioned, not even old-fashioned, it's nowadays, you have the milk containers that they sell here in Israel to put the bag of milk in. If they would make a metal one, for no, some plastic, if they would make a metal one, does it require tevila? The milk, you don't put the milk in there, you put the bag of milk in there. So Mishra Mizalman writes in Mishra Mizalman, that if Lomaisa, the Rovishtamshas is, that it never touches the food, it does not require tevila. So for example, if you have an oven tray, and this oven tray will basically never touch food, you would put the tray on it, on the oven tray, you know what then it will not require tefillah. If you always throw pita breads in there, or, or challah bread, whatever, directly on the shelf, then it requires tefillah. That's very good. Excellent question. You got a little knife over there. Very good. The insert of the jug. That's a very good question. That's a shayla whether or not that's considered to be a klisuda. I'll tell you why. A pot makes the food ready to eat, or a peeler can peel the actual cucumber to make it ready to eat. But there are certain things, for example, a meat grinder, where you put meat then it grinds the meat. So that doesn't really make it ready for me to eat. I still have to cook the food. It's a stage earlier. So that's a shayla if it's called a klisuda, and therefore many would hold the toilet without a brocha, because it's a shayla. So it could be it's a similar thing over there. It's almost like a, um, a can opener. Can open it after table. Yeah, but what do you mean? That opens the tin so I can eat. There's no shaykhs. I touches the food when he goes. That doesn't bring it. It's not a klisuda that brings it closer to eat. So therefore, that would not require tefillah in that case. So klisuda is one thing. But there's a very important halacha. The highly gedalki shiva minkatcha brings medayik for shulchan of course, as well. That a klisuda does not require tefillah. Meaning, klisuda that I use for eating purposes, that requires tefillah skalim. A klishoira, for example, that's used for business purposes, does not require tefillah skalim. It's not nechel in the pasuk. It's not a klisuda. It's not used for meeting purposes. For example, a person owns a restaurant, and when he buys all the utensils for the restaurant, why is he buying the utensils? Because I need to make money. In order to make money, I need to have a kitchen, I need to have a dining room, I need to have tables and chairs, and I need to have plates and silverware and everything else in order to serve people. So why is he buying it? 
for business purposes, not for klisuda. He's not buying it to eat. He's not putting it in his kitchen to eat it every day for supper. He's buying it for a business purpose. That's called the klisuda. So the halakadar could achieve the mingadcha that avada that's not included and that, that does not require a tefillah kalim in that case. So the question is, the question is, what happens if the owner himself actually eats from? The Kli Suda. In other words, he, he sits down sometimes for lunch and he uses the very Kaden that he bought as a business investment. What would be a din in that case? So the Shach, right, the Taz all bring down in Yeridei Semakuvchov that Avada, then it requires Tvila because now he's using it as a Kli Suda. The Prichadash, for example, says no. Mekel, the Maisa, he bought it for business purposes, which means, which means that if a person has a business, person owns a hotel, person has a restaurant, a catering service, a party planner, all of these things that they have utensils, and we're talking about utensils that require Tvidas Kalim, will the not need Tvidas Kalim according to many, there are Machmirim, but according to many would not require Tvidas Kalim. Why? Because they're made as a Klishoira, not a Klishuda. It's made as a business investment as opposed to using for a Klishuda. Right? That's why he buys it. That's why he bought it. Therefore it's okay. Right? Now, a similar idea. Okay, somebody owns, uh, somebody has a business, and they're partners with a guy in the business, and they have an office, and in that office they want to buy certain things for the oilum to use, and he's a partnership, a yid, and a guy. What is the din of a partnership on Kalim, or for example, a party planner, or caterer, or hotel, or anything, a restaurant, that has a partnership with a guy in that case? So the Ramah says quite clearly that partnership with a guy will not require Tvilas Kalim. It's interesting, Svaro, what's the Pshat? Rebkiva Ege brings the Pshat. Rebkiva Ege says the Pshat is because it still doesn't have, it's still got the tomb of the guy there. Kozman, the guy has a chalik in it, and you didn't buy the chalik off him, so therefore what? It has the tumas, so it's not going to help you to toivel it, Rabbi Kivega. According to that, that's why the Ramah says, if a yid and a guy have a partnership at a kli, in a utensil, it does not require tefillah's kalim. Another case, the Gemara, hmm? Okay, disclaimer, not talking about treif. We're not discussing Hilchus treifers and happy... There's no, there's no, there's no tefillah on it. Right. One second. If I borrow a cleave from a guy, right, what's the din? Right, this is actually the next case. Right, I have a, I have a catering company, I have a restaurant, I have a hotel, I have a, whatever it is. And I'm borrowing a cleaner from a guy. Now obviously we're not talking about a trape, I'm using it as decoration, I'm using it for cold, whatever they're telling me, I have to ask the other day, later, what's the halacha if you're allowed to use it? I don't know about trafers. I'm talking about tvidas kalim. Lemaisa. Do I have to tovel it belongs to guy? The answer is no. I, the Tumah, there's no Be'etzim Tumah, the Rishami was just saying, the reason why it needs Tvila is because when a Yid buys it from a guy, it goes from the ownership of a guy to the ownership of a Yid, now it needs Tvila. But Kozman, you borrow it, often the Shulchan Aruch, when you borrow a Kli from a guy, or even you rent a Kli. Again, we're not discussing Hilchus Trafus, we'll discuss Kashrus another time. But Al Tvila's Kalim, it does not require Tvila. I'm allowed to rent Kalim from a Goyesha company, leaving out the Shail of the Kashrus, and I'm not worried about Tvila in that case over there. If a Yid um, re- lends or rents Kalim to a Goy, again, without the Kashal of Kashrus, and the Goy gives it back to me in that case, it also doesn't require Tvila. There was no change of ownership. Right? There are many shtaris that are written for Mechiris Chomets, which maybe we'll get to Hilchos Chomets at a later stage, allowing Goyim to come into your factory, into your warehouse, into your office with their own Chomets by Goyim 
We'll talk about it. But Al-Kapan in the Shtar of Chomet sometimes is written up in a way that the Goy, when he buys your house for Pesach, Avadi, he's not buying the Kalim. Because if he buys the Kalim, then Motza Pesach, when you buy it back from him, then you have a problem. You have to table all of your Kalim in your house because the Goy just owned it and now you're owning it back. All your Kalim need to be tobled all over again. So every normal Rav will write in the Shtar that that's not included in that case. Right? So let's just go over a couple of things. Electrical Kalim. Electrical kalim halacha lemaisa. Even though people say, "Oh, it's electric," it doesn't. It doesn't need tevila because it's going to get ruined. As far as I know, and I'm not a scientist. As far as I know, water and wires have no problem with each other. No beef. No beef between water and wires. The beef is between water and electricity. Now, as far as I know, when you buy an electric clean from a from a store in a box, as far as I know, there's no electricity in the box. There's no electricity in the utensil. It's when you plug it in. Oh, Beseda. So Kozman, I don't plug it in. I'm okay. So I tell people all the time when they call up with Shalis to feed us Kalim with electrical items, I always say, Toivel it. Call me back if you have a problem. I never once received a phone call. Cool, because I don't answer my phone. But I don't receive a phone call because it's okay. As long as you give it enough time to dry, then it will be okay. The exception, of course, is if it's got, for example, an LED screen or it's got a chip. Or something is already wet. The water will actually get inside. A cura, for example, is one of the famous ones. I don't want to go into it now because that takes up a lot of time. There are certain Ethereum. Heta number one could be giving it to a Jew to take apart in a professional manner and re-put back together again. So it's as if the Jew made the Klee. And therefore, once he made the Klee, I'm okay in that case. I can give it to a Goy as a present and borrow it back. Some hold only if the Goy is also using it in that case. Maybe you can go with Yorach HaShulchan if it's Kavua. It doesn't move around. It's not got a din of a kli. In that case, if the base is plastic, maybe it's a din maimid. That the maimid, bossa maimid, the maimid is plastic and therefore doesn't require tevila. There are heterim. Ask a local orthodox rabbi if you're allowed to use any of those heterim for something that you cannot toivet in that case. But halacha lemaisa. You go to the office and somebody offers you a glass of water in a glass that has not been toiveled. Belongs to a goy. There's no shaila whatsoever. There's no problem whatsoever. I'm allowed to about to use the glass or the plate. Of course, giving you know giving a shaila for kasher, which we'll get to. In that case over there, the same thing with a restaurant, same thing with a hotel, unless it's a friar, unless it's someone who's Jewish that's not religious, that hasn't toiled it, which according to a Moshe will maybe depend if it's something like a schnitzel or soup and requires the container in that case over there. If the person that sells dishes or makes presentations of dishes to do for shlachmonas or for organizations where they sell beautiful glass platters with fruits and everything else on there, so some cover the, uh, the container because it doesn't help to toivel it, and some put a, uh, a label on it saying this was not toivel because it will not help to toivel it before it's in the ownership of the person that's receiving it. Rabbi said the shilas are endless. Mitzvah tomorrow. We're going to start a brand new sugya. Have a wonderful day.